Welcome into the next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel, and in this episode, I will be joined by a special guest uh, who's been on previous podcasts, Mark Trunk, and for this installment of Big A's Sports Show, another edition, we will be going over the Sweet 16 as far as the NCAA tournament. The first uh, rounds were played uh, as far as the field of 64 was was set and then it got whittled down and now we are at the sweet 16 uh had some upsets uh of of uh importance as far as some number one seeds going down illinois lost to loyal chicago and then also some other upsets ohio state got bounced in the first round by oral roberts among others there's a lot of tight close games uh which is awesome for uh all of the ncaa tournament uh watchers out there mark and i included uh, as far as that goes so it was great uh, as it is every year now last year we didn't get it because of covid but uh it was good to see it back uh in full force and uh, it's great when you have ncaa tournaments and uh at the start of it, there's a lot of games and uh, a lot of action going on at once. Uh, and also, for me, I like to do multiple screens uh, at one time watching different games. So um, that's kind of what what I like to do. So that's uh, awesome. And uh, I hope that all you listeners out there and watched it, enjoyed it, uh, and, and everything, had fun with it. And uh, that's definitely the, one of the many goals of the NCAA tournament is to bring uh, joy to all sports fans out there, everybody out there. And uh, so far it's, it's provided that and they look forward to continuing that. And also before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this episode, some typical NCAA teams uh, not in the tournament this year, uh, Duke is not in the tournament and a few, a few others of importance that typically are, uh, Kentucky as well, and then some others who were but got bounced early. So definitely some some new teams in in the Sweet 16, uh, that's for sure. I mean, the dominant teams like the Dukes and the Kentuckys traditionally, it's good for them, but it's it's always good to to get some some new uh, fresh teams in there as well. So uh, we we've definitely got that. I mean, we do have some some teams who are in there. Uh, typically every year, like Villanova is still in it and a few others, Gonzaga as well. Uh, so definitely that's that's something that uh, the NCAA tournament is, has brought. It's brought those same teams in in some cases, but also some new teams uh, like Loyola and, and uh, other teams as well. Oral Roberts, Arkansas, Houston even. So uh, that's, that's kind of where the NCAA tournament's is that and for the preview of the tournament games, uh, I'll bring Mark in as far as setting up Saturday's action and then Sunday it, it rolls on. But Saturday we, there's four games and then Sunday there's four games and then we'll have the field whittled down even more to the Elite Eight. So we will start with the Oregon State game against Loyola. Oregon State is the 12th seed. Loyola is the 8th seed. And that game is scheduled to tip off at 1.40 p.m. Central Time. 
uh, from Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and it'll be televised on CBS. So, uh, Mark, I'll bring you in uh, for your thoughts, uh, and then I'll bounce with my thoughts, uh, bounce off your thoughts with my thoughts, uh, and we'll get the show rolling. Yeah, thanks, Adam. So a couple things for this game. Um, one of the sites I like to look at for different uh, sports information is five, it's called 538. So they do lots of uh, predictive analytics on things and that sort of that sort of area. So they, they say that Loyola Chicago has a 69% chance to win this game. So Loyola has actually been one of the t- better teams all year in the NCAA. They've just been kind of playing in a, a mid-major conference, so you haven't heard about them that much. But they're actually one of the best defensive teams in the country, and they gave Illinois lots of problems in the second round last weekend. So they have an experienced coach in Porter Moser who's led Loyola Chicago to a Final Four run a few years ago. They have a big guy, Cameron Crutwig, who opens up their whole offense and is a pretty unique player. He's a big guy, but he can be out on the perimeter and orchestrate their offense, and he can shut down opposing big guys as well. So they also have a couple other veteran players that are good scorers, and they're a really good uh, free-throw shooting team. And uh, Oregon State, they were actually a really average team in the regular season, but they've gotten hot the past few games in the tournament, and they actually had to win their conference tournament to get into the NCAAs. So they have a couple high-scoring guards in Ethan Thompson and Jared Lucas. Something of note for the Oregon State team, they were the worst in the Pac-12 in offense and middle-of-the-road in defense. So I think that Loyola Chicago is going to win this game just based on their defense, and Oregon State has struggled with shooting and turnovers this year, and I think that'll be exposed even more against a great defensive team like Loyola. So I will hand over to you, Adam, to see what you think on this game. Yeah, so uh, really good points there uh, made as far as this game goes. And I kind of foresee, although Oregon State, as you mentioned, Mark, is on a a pretty impressive run, I think that Loyola kind of continues their – run in the tournament i think that they get it done i think it'll be a close game i think all these sweet 16 games will be close because typically when you when you whittle the games down to to the best you know teams left over uh it gets deeper and deeper in the tournament you get closer games and and things like that so uh definitely could see this one going down to the wire i just foresee loyola being able to win i mean they're kind of a little bit of a so to speak, Cinderella team uh, in years past. But I think this year, uh, a lot of people know about them. They have the uh, sister Jean that, that is kind of a, 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 a person that, that, you know, is, is, is a part of their fan fan club. That's for sure. Uh, and, and keeps them motivated in, in addition to themselves. Uh, so that's something that they have as well. Uh, but also, like Mark mentioned, Porter Mosier has been coveted by other uh, teams out there as far as maybe making a jump up to other coaching uh, opportunities as far as some other schools. Uh, but so far, he's really liked it at uh, Loyola, and we'll see if he, he continues that. I, I think he's built a pretty good program. And sometimes, I mean, it's, it's good to be wanted, uh, but also when you have a good thing going, I mean – you kind of want to keep it going. And there's been a few cases where 
uh, it's worked out with with the coach going from a, a smaller school, uh, so to speak, to a to a bigger school and it working out. But sometimes it doesn't work out, and then you're like, "Well, I, I really wish I would have stayed at where I was because I really had a nice thing going and and that." So uh, definitely something uh, about Port Mosher that is is you like to have if if you're Loyola because he's uh, really successful and everything. Uh, but Loyola. I mean, they're they're not as much of a Cinderella anymore. Everybody, like I said, everybody knows about them, and they're like legitimate. Like I was watching the game as well as everybody else uh, for NCAA tournament watchers out there against Illinois, and one of the commentators, I think it was Bill Raftery on the on the TV uh, commentary for CBS, made the comment. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said like they they defend really well. Like they're they're Typical defensive principles help the helper. I mean, they have really good team defense. And if a, a guy gets beat, then they have a guy coming right to take its spot and, uh, you know, be, be able to, to pick the pick the player who got, who got beat uh, up and, and definitely uh, really have good team defense for the most part. And that's something in basketball that's always key. It's good to have good team defense because – Whenever your offense isn't going well, you can always, uh, you know, play good defense and, and at least keep, keep your team in the game as much as possible. Uh, so that's what they've tried to do. And Mark, you mentioned with Crutwig, uh, he's a big, big, you know, time player for them, and uh, really is kind of a a, a player who who's got a, nice, a lot of nice moves to him as far as in the post. And he's definitely, I would say, probably the word that describes him is crafty. He's really craftier on the rim. Uh, he's got a, he's got a nice touch around the rim and and everything uh, that goes into that. So uh, that should be a good matchup. And then in the next game, after the Loyola game, it'll be Villanova and Baylor. So Villanova is a five seed. Baylor is the one seed, and that game is scheduled to tip off at four fifteen p.m. Central Time, and it'll be on CBS from Hinkle Fieldhouse and. Before I give it off to you, Mark, I just want to say my comments on this game. I think this game is going to be one of the better ones uh, of the weekend. I think all of them will be pretty good, but this is kind of a, a matchup that uh, is is uh, with two teams that are pretty prominent in college basketball and college sports. So uh, Villanova, I mean, Jay Wright, he's got a really good program always uh, that, that they have and uh, really successful. And uh, I think... Early in the tournament, they were they were part of a close call, uh, but they're they're able to get it done and, and move forward. So uh, definitely a lot of success with them. Uh, got a good system going, and I look forward to be a good game. But Baylor, Baylor coming off their win against Wisconsin, and Baylor's really good. I mean, they have a lot of really good players on their team, uh, really really deep team, and uh, they're they're uh, kind of on a run right now. I mean, Wisconsin in their last game against Baylor. Wisconsin just couldn't make enough shots, and they had a lot of droughts uh, as far as not scoring, and then Baylor was able to uh, get off to a good lead and never look back. So uh, Baylor's been a, a team that's been number one, uh, kind of a, a, a popular pick by a lot of people uh, in brackets, and uh, they, I would say they would probably win this one, but I could very easily see uh, Villanova winning it too. Uh, they're kind of a team where they're, they're getting hot at the right time. And sometimes uh, we've seen in college basketball in the past, uh, 
a team that's going against a one seed knock off, knock off the one seed because they're getting hot at the right time. So that could be very much the case here. Uh, but if I had to pick, I would probably say Baylor. I mean, we saw how, how really deep and talented they are against Wisconsin and really all year in college basketball. But I think it'll be a close game and go down to the wire. So, Mark, your thoughts. Yep, so this one, I think I think you're right, Adam. It should be one of the better games. Both of these teams have been in the high rankings this year for the top 25. Uh, so 530, it says Baylor has a 76% chance to win. Uh, Baylor is one of the top three-point shooting, one of the top three-point shooting teams in the nation. You saw against the Badgers, they're pretty hard to stop once they get their guys going shooting threes. And um, they're not a great rebounding team this year, but uh, they actually have stepped up their defense in the NCAA tournament. And uh, they have a, they're a pretty experienced squad for a college team. They've had they have a lot of upperclassmen. And uh, Villanova, for for them this year, they've been a very good defensive team. They are missing their star point guard, Colin Gillespie. He uh, was injured right before the tournament. They're probably going to need to keep Baylor in the 70s or less to win the game. Um, Villanova's played a 12 and a 13 seed so far, so this will be a much tougher test for them. And they have a really good program as well. Jay Wright is a, a great coach. They've won a couple national titles recently, so they're not, definitely not going to be scared of Baylor. I would say Baylor is probably going to win this just because they have a deeper team and they just are really tough to stop offensively. So I'll I'll take Baylor in a close game on this one. But otherwise, Adam, I will hand it over to you for the Arkansas Oral Roberts game. Yeah, so uh, Arkansas Oral Roberts, that game's the next one on Saturday uh, for Sweet 16 action at 6.25 p.m. Central Time on TBS, and it's at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. So this one, Arkansas uh, is on a pretty good run right now uh, in the tournament, and, and really all season has been, been pretty good uh, for Eric Musselman, their their head coach. Oral Roberts kind of a team. They're a 15 seed. Uh, Arkansas is the three seed on the other uh, end there. Uh, but Oral Roberts is, is kind of on a run themselves, and, they're another team that's kind of a product of, of being a team that gets hot at the right time and, and plays really good team basketball. And that's kind of what, what you see out of these kind of teams. The the, the less uh, popular teams is typically they're very good at playing team basketball. And, I mean, pretty much every team does that, but some teams more – more so lean on a few players and then everybody else is kind of supplemental, but there's other teams too, that are really balanced all around and really have really good role players, uh, top to bottom. And this, this is a team too. I think loyal would be another team uh, that you kind could kind of uh, throw into that category as far as maybe not like an all-star player on their team, but just a bunch of really good players and led by a really good coach. Uh, and if they just play the right way. Uh, so, I think that this one could be a good game. I think Arkansas would probably win this one. Uh, but Oral Roberts, I mean, like I said, maybe they, they're just getting hot at the right time. And and uh, sometimes when, when you play a team like that, you, they're really scary to play because uh, they have a lot of momentum going their way and they just have a lot of confidence. Uh, and that, that can be scary uh, as well. So uh, I would say Arkansas uh, would be able to win this one. Uh, but it should be a good game. Uh, 
That's for sure. So, Mark, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think it'll be a good game, too. Uh, 538 for this one said Arkansas has an 88% chance to win. Uh, these teams did play earlier in the season. Arkansas won by about 10 points. Um, so Arkansas is one of the top scoring teams in the country. They're seventh overall. They're about middle of the road in defense. They do have a pretty good rebounding team, and uh, they have four double-digit scores. People are four guys that average more than 10 points per game. So they're pretty tough to stop offensively, and they like to play fast. And Oral Roberts is up there as well. They're 12 in the nation in points scored. They're not as not as good on defense, but um, they're a pretty good three-point shooting team and free-throw shooting team. They have a couple of guys that average like 20-plus a game, so they will need them to, to play their best again. I think it'll be pretty close. I would be surprised if Oral Roberts wins, though. I think Arkansas just has better overall talent, so I'll say Arkansas will win this one. And, um, Adam, I'll pass it over to you for the Syracuse and Houston game. Yeah, so Syracuse in Houston, Syracuse coming in uh, as the 11th seed. They just came off a win over West Virginia. And then Houston, the two seed, uh, coming in, and that game's at 8.55 p.m. Central Time, and it'll be Saturday at Hinkle Fieldhouse on TBS. So should be a good one there. Jim Beheim against Kelvin Sampson, and uh, pretty good coaching matchup as far as Coaches that have been in the game a long time uh, and have a lot have had a pretty good amount of success, uh, especially Jim Beheim uh, with with everything that he does for Syracuse uh, and and everything. But I think the biggest uh, thing going into this game or the biggest player to watch and it's been all tournament is Buddy Beheim, uh, the son of uh, Jim Beheim. Uh, he's a really talented player. And uh, his nickname to a lot of people is, is Buddy Buckets, and that's what he does is he gets buckets uh, as far as he can shoot it really well, three-point, two-point, free-throw line. I mean, everywhere in the court, he, he can uh, shoot it confidently, and more times than not, it's going to go in. Uh, so that's going to be a huge key for Syracuse uh, coming into this game as far as trying to contain him. And it's the classic really good player in, in sports, This in this case it's basketball, but in sports, whenever you have a really good player, you just need to contain him. They're a really good player for a reason. They're going to get theirs, but you can't let them get out of control and and really uh, go off for a bunch of points, and then that kind of sways it towards them winning and you losing. So, uh, really good team defense will be at will be needed uh, by Houston as far as uh, really maybe double teaming Buddy Beheim and things like that, uh, but. Of course, whenever you double team, then somebody's open. So uh, there's that as well. So uh, I think it should be a, a good game. I would probably say Syracuse uh, would be able to get the win, which would be kind of an upset, 11 over 2. Uh, but I think Syracuse is just on a really good run right now. And uh, Buddy Beheim, especially, is playing really good basketball. But definitely Houston uh, has had a pretty good season so far. And, I mean, as a two seed, they could be uh, too much to overcome for uh, Syracuse and, and things like that. So, Mark, your thoughts. Yeah, so for this one, uh, Houston is favored. Uh, they have a 70% 70, 70 chance to win per 538. Uh, Houston's been really good at offensive rebounding and defense this year. 
So they have a couple guys that average more than 10 points a game. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the 2-3 zone against Syracuse because usually teams in the NCAA tournament have a lot of problems because not many teams play against that zone. So they're going to have to make three-point shots because that's usually the key to beating Syracuse. And for Syracuse, like you are saying, Adam, Buddy Bayham has been one of the stars of the tournament. He's been really hard to stop, get you a bucket any, any way you can think of. And um, they have also a couple other guys who score as well. I'll I'll say I'll agree with you, Adam. I think Syracuse will win this just because their defense is going to give Houston problems, and they uh, they're not scared at the moment. Jim Beheim's been here before with underdogs, and I I think they'll probably come out in a close game on top. So I will hand it over to you for the next game. Yeah. So moving ahead to uh, Sunday's action. So we just previewed the. Saturday action in the Sweet 16, but Sunday, four more games coming uh, before the weekend ends and we get an Elite Eight uh, with the, the winners from all these matchups moving on. So it'll be Creighton as the five seed versus Gonzaga as the one seed uh, at 1.10 p.m. Central Time. And that game is going to be on CBS uh, at Hinkle Fieldhouse. So very quickly for this matchup, I think uh, Gonzaga is just really good. I mean, they have a lot of really good talent on their team. And uh, Mark View is a really good coach, one of the best coaches in, in college basketball, and definitely has a, had a lot of success. Now on the flip side, for Creighton, uh, they've they've done a nice job. Uh, definitely moving, moving on to the Sweet 16 in their, their matchups, and they play in a pretty good conference themselves. So uh, definitely have uh, that as far as going up against good teams consistently. So that might help as far as going up against Gonzaga. But sometimes uh, the, the number one sees is just too much uh, for, for the opposing team. But I think maybe this, this will be a close game too. Uh, but I'll, I could also see this one getting out of hand as well uh, and maybe being a you know 10 to 15 point win for Gonzaga because they're just really good. I mean, Oklahoma, when they played uh, Oklahoma uh, earlier in the tournament, Oklahoma actually gave them a pretty good run. And Oklahoma still lost, I believe, by either close to or at double digits uh, because any run Oklahoma made after Gonzaga got off to a good start, Gonzaga would be able to answer that. And whenever you're up by so much, then you only need so many points to to maintain your lead or do enough to keep your lead, and that's what Gonzaga was able to do. And they're undefeated, so that can make uh, some people, as far as it's good to be undefeated, but sometimes in the tournament, if you're undefeated, then you know you, you constantly have that target on your back because you know you, there's teams that are playing you that want to take you out because you haven't lost yet. So. Uh, that that is definitely uh, some to be said, which can be sometimes in the past. It's been kind of, um, I mean, it's always good to be undefeated, but sometimes uh, the undefeated teams lose because they, they just they they get too. I don't want to say comfortable with winning, but sometimes you know you get undefeated and you get too you know you get really comfortable with yourself in that, and and sometimes uh, you you another team beats you. Um, but I, I don't think that'll be the issue. I think Gonzaga is not going to lose focus. They're not going to lose focus at, at what they want, the title. 
uh, like any team still left in the tournament and they're going to be able to be able to win. And uh, th- I think they'll do it again on Sunday and move ahead to the elite eight. And I would expect them uh, barring anything crazy to be a t- team going at it in the, in the championship, but obviously a ways away from there, they have to k- take care of Creighton on uh, Sunday. And I think they do that. So Mark, your thoughts. Yeah, so Gonzaga is favored in this one by a good amount. They have an 80% chance to win. They are really good offensively, first in the nation. They usually score in the 80s, and they're really good on defense as well. Um, really tough to stop. And Creighton's pretty balanced in scoring. They have been decent in the tournament, but they have not put anybody close to Gonzaga's caliber, so I think Gonzaga should win this probably by 10 to 15 points. And then in the next game, as we move ahead, Florida State, uh, the four seed against Michigan, the one seed at 4 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and that'll be on CBS from Bankers Life Fieldhouse. And Michigan, the only team left from the Big Ten Conference in the tournament, and that had a lot of teams in it uh, to start, but some of them, a lot of them got beat, and Michigan's the only one left. So for all you Big Ten fans out there that want the Big Ten to succeed, you'll be cheering for the Wolverines uh, on Sunday to move up, move ahead. As far as the thinking of, you just want the Big Ten to, to get some good wins because you're a fan of that conference. So uh, that'll be something uh, to watch out for on Sunday. Uh, Jawan Howard uh, d- just has done a nice job with Michigan, and they're going against Florida State, who's really good in their own right. Uh, I would expect this one to be really close. Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, it's kind of a toss-up, but I would probably lean towards Michigan. I know Livers, uh, they're one of their big-time players, is, has been battling injuries, so he probably, I don't think, is going to be able to play. But that has not uh, phased Michigan so far. A lot of people thought that that would be something that would kind of get them out of the tournament early, but it hasn't so far. And uh, they've had a lot of other guys uh, be able to step up and uh, – and just have a good team uh, overall, which is one of the many reasons why they're a one seed. Now I expect them to advance uh, against Florida State, but Florida State, a uh, well-coached team uh, themselves and a pretty good team in their own right. But I think Michigan is going to be too much to handle, and I think uh, they'll win uh, in a close uh, fashion on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. It should be a good game. Michigan's one of the best offensive teams in the nation, and they've been scoring a lot so far this year. Florida's been really good defensively. Uh, these are two pretty good programs with Jawan Howard leading Michigan and Leonard Hamilton leading um, Florida State. I think Florida State will win this in an upset. Uh, I think if Michigan had Isaiah Livers, one of their best scorers, I think Michigan could win, but I think Florida State will be able to hold them down on the offensive end, so I'll take Lauren Hamilton in Florida State. And then the second-to-last game of the weekend uh, for Sweet 16 action, the 11th seed UCLA Bruins against the number two seed Alabama Crimson Tide. And this one is going to be on TBS from Hinkle Fieldhouse at 6.15 p.m. Central Time on Sunday. And... I think that uh, UCLA has actually made a pretty good run. Uh, they were a part of the play-in games. They were able to beat uh, Michigan State in overtime in the play-in game and then be able to advance all the way to 16. So they're on a pretty good run themselves. Uh, and Mick Cronin's done a nice job for them. They have a lot of pretty good players 
uh, in their own right. And uh, they're from the Pac-12, which a lot of people call the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions. Uh, Bill Walden, most notably, uh, for, for ESPN when he does games on the broadcast, uh, which is awesome uh, for, for him and, and everything that goes into that. Uh, but I would expect, uh, although UCLA is on a, on a pretty good run, I think uh, Alabama is going to be able to win, uh, and they're they're a pretty good team, uh, and I think that they'll be able to get it done um, and and move on. Yep, I agree. I think Alabama is going to win this game. I just think that they're they they're a really good three point shooting team. They're really deep, and um, they're a much better team than UCLA has played so far in the tournament. So I'll take Alabama in a close one. And then the last game uh, in the Sweet 16 action, Oregon, the number seven seed against USC, uh, 8.45 p.m. Central Time. It'll be on TBS uh, from Baker's Life Fieldhouse. And this one should be a good one. I think it'll be a close one down down to the wire. I am going to lean slightly towards uh, Oregon. Uh, Dana Altman really has his team ready to play come tournament time uh, every year. They're real, really impressive. And I'm always a fan of Oregon's unis, too. They always have amazing unis on a bunch of different fashions, which doesn't relate to the matchup, but is a cool side sidebar uh, to it. I think Oregon uh, gets the job done. Although USC could very well win uh, in, in that, but it'll be a toss-up, but I'm going to side towards Oregon. I'll take USC in this one. I think they're just a little bit better defensively, so I'll take uh, USC in Indian field. Yes, uh, and that'll about do it for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Manano. Thank you, Mark Trunk, for joining me. And be paying attention for all my future episodes. Uh, listen back to all my past episodes if you'd like. Thank you for tuning into this episode. And uh, thanks again. Enjoy the tournament uh, continuing for Sweet 16 action. And until I talk to you all again soon, another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel.